Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I get my slides on the screen, please? Thank you so much. Proverbs chapter 29. You see? By the unction of the teaching priest, our responsibility once again is to get into your hearts and ensure Jesus is tabernacled in your heart. So when we bring you teachings like this, and, and I know I speak on behalf of Apostle as well because this is what he specifically told me to do. He said, we are coming into a season of, of just complete transformation where we will be taught information, doctrines that will ensure that we become the armies of the Lord. You see, gone are the days where Christians don't have a clue what righteousness is. You hear it, but you ain't got a clue what it is. You see, gone are the days where we don't know what holiness is. You hear it, but you ain't got a clue. You see, gone are the days where fasting is just some esoteric idea. You just fast maybe once a year when the church is fasting and that's it. You see, as believers, we have to come up hither. Say, come up hither. We have to what? Come up hither. Hallelujah. Let's read Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Where there is no revelation, the people, they cast off restraints. Can I get it in, in, um, in NLT as well, please? But happy is he who keeps the law. Where there is no revelation, the people, they cast off restraints. Do we have NLT? Thank you, sir. You see, actually, i tell you what. Let's go to, no, no I, I, I used that. It says, when people do not accept divine guidance, divine guidance, they run wild. Another version says vision. Where there is what? No vision. The people, they perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Next scripture. I'm going to build it for you today by the grace of God. I've got 40 minutes now. Okay, can I get 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2? 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. That one be found faithful. My days. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Okay, cool. So now that you have vision, it's now important for you to be found faithful. Next scripture, 1 Corinthians, hallelujah, chapter 2, verse 9. Let's, let's, just, let's, let's be quick with this, please, NKJV. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Next verse, please, sir. Thank you so much. But God has revealed them to us. God is not trying to reveal it to you. It's not trying. Listen. Anyway, has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For who knows the things of man except the spirit of the man, which is in man. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. 
Then he says, next verse, please. Now we have received. Call your name. Say, now Ayo, I have received. Say, say to yourself, now Ayo, I have received. Hallelujah. Thank you. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely. Someone say freely. Freely given to us. Hallelujah. Freely given to us. Hallelujah. Let's define vision. What is vision? What is vision? Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Let's get my slide, please, okay, so we can see. Listen, I expect you to take notes, yeah? I expect you to please take notes so you can go back home and you can go through this yourself and let it aid your study of this for yourself as well, all right? Once again, gone are the days where you just fed at church and that's it. You now have to take responsibility for your growth, amen. What is vision? Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines vision as the act or power of seeing, the act or power of seeing. That speaks of optical vision. Optical vision. The act or power of seeing. That's the first one. I'm sure our techie guys will come. Thank you so much, guys. God bless you. The act or power of seeing. Someone say optical vision. The second one is the thought, concept, or object formed by the imagination. This speaks of your ability to dream. To imagine. How big can you imagine? How big can you dream? The third one, let's go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary. I love that definition because it's so prompt, so apt. It says, in scripture, right, vision is a revelation from God, an appearance or exhibition of something supernaturally presented. So vision is a revelation that is supernaturally presented to you. Okay, are you with me so far? Fantastic, right? Presented to the mind of the prophets. Here we're talking about prophetic vision. Okay, prophetic vision is a revelation from God, an appearance or exhibition of something that's been supernaturally given, supernaturally presented to the mind of the prophet. And finally, let's check dictionary.com definition, please. Let's be quick so we can share a few thoughts. Let's go back, go back, please. A few thoughts and then we'll pray. Hallelujah. Right? Dictionary.com definitely. Let me come out your way because I know you want, I want you to see this. All right? So it says, vision is an experience in which a personage or thing or events appears vividly or credibly to the mind. Listen, where an experience appears vividly and credibly to the mind, although not actually present, right? often under influence of a divine or other agency. Divine or other agency. This speaks of personal vision. Person, someone said personal vision. It's an experience that you get where an event appears in your mind or in your heart. Although not physically there, but it appears to you and you can see it in your mind, in your heart's mind, on your spirit's mind under the influence of a, of, of, of a deity, of a divine or other agency. Very quickly, let me quickly break that down for you. When we say other agency, there are three sources of vision. The first one is God. Hallelujah. Someone say God. The second one is Satan. Someone say Satan. And the third one is you. Someone say you. 
You see, in Acts chapter, chapter 9, verse 3 to 6, we see the, the, the experience of, um, of, of Paul, Paul the apostle, pardon me. When he was so, he was on his way to Damascus and then he saw Jesus Christ. In that vision, he literally saw Jesus. Jesus literally spoke to him and gave him exactly what he wants him to go and to do. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 5 to 6, we see how God asked Abraham to come outside and look at the skies, right? By looking at the skies and counting the stars, he was able to behold the vision of his generation to come. Amen. That shows that God gives us vision. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 8, we see how that Satan himself took Jesus Christ on top of a mountain and showed him literally the glories of the world. He says, bow down to me and I will give you all of this. Satan, yes, gives vision too. Jesus said, no, imagine all the people out there that said yes. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, the Bible says, with his heart, man plans his ways. You plan your ways based on what you want for your life. Yes, I want to become a doctor. I want to become a lawyer. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's your vision. And God has given you the capacity and the ability to dream and to have those stuff for your life. And it's perfectly fine. So you also are a source of vision for yourself. Amen. Someone say God. Someone say um, I'm Satan. And someone say you. You see, in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where it says, without vision, the people perish. That word vision is the word chazon, H-A-Z-O-N, chazon, which simply means divine communication. It means dream. It means revelation as well. I'm saying all of this to tell you that vision is the revelation of God for your destiny. It's the revelation of God for your future. Is a revelation of God for your, for your present as well as your future. Amen. We're asking, what exactly is vision? What exactly is vision? It's the picture of God's desired future for you. Write that down, please. Vision is the picture of God's desired future for you. Amen. It's the source of your passion. When you know and you know what God has called you to do. Listen, passion automatically is generated in you because a sense of significance also is birthed in you because you know that, listen, if I don't do this, no one else is going to do it. That's why vision really and truly is the source of passion. If you're living, no passion, check your vision. If you're living, no direction, check your vision. Because listen, God loves you too much not to give you a vision for your future. More so because you're a Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Vision is spiritual revelation. It is your purpose in picture. You see, your purpose is your reason for living. When God shows you a picture of your reason for living, that picture is called vision. For some of us here, God has called you as a prophet. For some of you here, God has called you into business. Some, of people, some people here, God has called you as maybe a teacher. Whatever the case may be, God has called you and has given you exactly what he wants you to go and to do. But why then is it that many of us were still suffering and struggling till tomorrow? Why? Why? No, 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 no seriously, why? Why? You see, vision is what makes you, you see, you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what you're going to do that day. Because you're a person of vision. Show me somebody with no vision and I can tell you somebody with no future. What is your vision? 
Serious? No, no. What is? What is? You see, this is so big. This is heavy on the hearts of God because many people, you're just sitting there. They have to prophesy over you 20,000 times the same thing and you're still sitting there. Listen, as I'm talking to you right now, the Holy Spirit is ministering to your spirit. Some of us, we need to go back and say, God, I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm so sorry, Lord, for abandoning what you've called me to do. My God, my God, my God, my days, my God. Vision is a seed that God plants in your heart. That's all he needs to do to give you that seed. Everything else that you need to make that seed into a fruit, which I'll talk about in a minute, God will also provide that for you the moment you partner with the vision that God has given you because vision requires partnership. You see, when God gives you a vision, you have to partner with the Lord. The reason why many of us are struggling because we haven't partnered with the Lord and you're trying to do it in your own strength. It ain't going to work. No. No. Listen, no. No. You've been doing it for too long in your own strength. Stop it. Please. It's just the time to wake up, ladies and gentlemen. Because vision is a seed. Vision requires partnership. Vision is glimpse to your future. Amen. Amen. You see, vision is God's proof of his love for you. He loves you so much, he refuses for you to be just empty, doing nothing with your life. It's proof of God's love for you. Vision. What is your vision? That's my question. What is your vision? Hallelujah. What is your vision? What is your vision? What is your vision? My days. There are four dimensions to vision. Write it down. Four dimensions of vision. Four dimensions. The first is called foresight vision. Foresight, foresight, foresight vision. This speaks of your ability to see into the future. Yes, we're in a prophetic house where God speaks to us and we see. Foresight vision is what God gives you. In Genesis chapter 37 verse 4, we read about the story of, 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 J, of Joseph. God showed him that his sheaves in the field, there were plenty of sheaves, and then his one stood upright, and then the other ones basically bowed down to him. Foresight vision, that was for his future. He was probably 17 at that time, but that was for his future. Foresight vision. The next one is called insight. Insight. Insight speaks about in-depth understanding of the vision that God has given you. Insight. You see, you can only attain insight through intimacy. In your secret place. Some of us, God has given us a vision to, to go out into the government. But then we're trying to do it in our own strength once again. See, the first thing you need to do when God gives you a vision is to get on your knees. That's it. Seriously, get on your knees because insight is, speaks of in-depth understanding of what God has called you to do. Proverbs 25, verse 14. If you could please open it up very, very quickly, please. Thank you. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. Amen. 
You see, the secrets of the Lord can only be attained in the secret place. There's no other way around it. God has given you a vision, the seed, and you want more of it. Get on your knees. Build an altar around that vision. Amen. Are we learning something here? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The third one is called foresight. Sorry, it's called um, oversight. Pardon me. Oversight. 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 What's the first one? What's the second one? And what's the third one? Oversight speaks of an overview understanding. Right? Of the vision. It's a bird's eye view understanding of your vision. Why is this important? Because, you see, when you have this overview understanding of your vision, leadership is birthed. You're able to communicate your vision to anybody. And as a result of your communication, the passion that flows through you, anybody that hears it want to follow you. Why? Because you, you're so passionate. You know exactly what God has called you to do. Oversight. Habakkuk. Popular scripture. Write the vision down. Make it plain. Why? So people who really can follow oversight. Hallelujah. And the final one is called hindsight. Someone say hindsight. Hindsight, hindsight speaks of your awareness. Not just of your experience, but other people's experience. Listen, if God is calling you to start a business in a particular area because he wants you to use your business to finance his kingdom, amazing goal, amazing vision. Who else do you know in that same field that you can speak to and learn from their mistakes? See, their mistake is a gift for you. Your past mistake is a gift to yourself as well because hindsight is a gift. So I say foresight. Insight, oversight, and hindsight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why is vision important? That's the question I'm asking now. Why is vision important? It's important because vision gives your life meaning. Once again, I said it before, you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what you're going to do. See, what you eat, where you go. Your friendships, what you wear, the, your associations are all determined by the vision that God has given you. Eagles never roll with just normal, normal, normal birds. They don't. They, they, they really don't. They don't. On the road, they don't. Seriously. Lions never ever rolls with sheep. They, they don't. Because vision is different. Their, their focus is different. Why? Because vision keeps you focused. Vision reorients your entire life together in one place. Listen, when God has given you a vision, right, from the east to the west to the north to the south, resources come to you to help you achieve that vision. See, your entire life, your finances, just like a marriage, your marriage, parents, your children, you know, your, 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 your family, your education, your career, everything aligns together to help you and to work alongside you to fulfill that vision. That's the power of vision. How is your life right now? For real. First of all, ask yourself, what vision has God given me? And how is my life right now regarding that vision? Is that vision, is it charging, is it fueling my life? Or am I just helter-skelter? My days. My goodness, my goodness, vision gives your life meaning. Vision 
is the source of your conviction. Vision requires sacrifice. Oh my days. Oh my days. What are you willing to lose for the vision God has given you? Listen, what have you actually lost so far? Have you lost a job? Are you... <laughs> you see, we're too comfortable. We're too cushy. For real. For real. Listen, we, God gives us a vision, but we don't realize that. Listen, we have to pay some price. You're too comfortable eating food and going to work and coming home and, and that's it. Listen, if God gives you a vision, get ready to lose something. Listen, no, no, I'm not, it's not a curse. It's not a curse. I promise you, if God gives you a vision, get ready to lose something that is dear to you. But listen, <laughs> my days, my days, my days. Listen, this life that we live, this Christian life, it's not a comfortable life, you know. No, no, it's really not. It's really not. Listen, brothers, listen, listen, listen. God has told you that I will raise you up in your town. Right? And you're not ready to, to do the needful, whatever it takes to make that happen. My days. May God help us. Honestly, may God help us. May God help us. We're too cushy. No, we're too. See, the reason why we don't see progress is simply because we're too comfortable. We don't want to risk anything. Until we're ready to risk it all, knowing that God has got us all. We're not ready yet. You see, vision requires trust in the Lord. Even though everything else seems like it's going down the drain. It takes vision for you to see that, you know what, regardless of this, Lord, my days, I must keep going. You see, I hear that some of us are tired on the road. We're tired. We're tired. Because, listen, vision will wear you out. Money will finish. You'll be begging God, what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to do this? But if God will give you the vision, he will sustain you for the completion. God will help you. Seriously, seriously. My days, what vision has God given you? What vision has God given you? And where are you at now with that vision? Where are you at now? We can't, we can't expect to live a comfortable life with the vision that God has. No, we can't. We can't. No, no, we can't. If you've been comfortable till date, you need to change your mindset. You've got to change your mindset. Change it completely. Change it completely. My God. My days. What's that going to say? Vision also keeps you disciplined, of course, as we said before. Okay? Vision helps you to spend wisely. Vision helps you to save. Vision can turn a, a reckless spender into an astute investor. Listen, vision can, 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 can help a, a woman that has literally nothing happening for her in life to become a world leader. Vision. Vision. Dubai. Yes, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there. Did anyone ever see Dubai how it was before? Desert. And today, one of the hottest places on planet Earth. Why? Vision. Africa. Let me not go there. <laughs> Let me not go there. 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 This is war. It's a war. It's a war. All right, cool. I won't go there. I won't go there. Anyway. Vision strategically aligns your priorities. Okay? The reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to look at your life. Do a self-MOT. What's happening in my entire life? 
if you see a crack, the crack is a crack of a lack of vision. For real, for real. Okay, because vision orients and reorients your priorities. It determines everything you do. Vision determines your friendships as well as your associations. Vision fine-tunes your mental structure. See, the way you think about life, generally speaking, should be guided by your vision that God has placed on your heart. I'm, I'm amazed that um, a man, um, Mike Murdoch, back in the day, he said something that really changed me as well. He said, a man that is f- that, that's lost focus in life is a man that has no vision. You see, because vision keeps you focused. Literally. Brothers, you want to get married? Amen. I salute you. What's your vision for your marriage? For real. What's your vision for your marriage? Listen, I hope my wife won't mind me sharing this story. Before I proposed to Debbie a few years ago, Right? I literally went away. I did PowerPoint presentation. Right? I looked at uh, life as, as parents, as married couples, our finances. I did literally every single thing. Okay? Had like, what, like maybe like seven areas that I wrote them. And I literally put vision for every single one of them. All right? And I said, Debbie, look at this. That's the plan for the future. What, what are your thoughts on this? She said, you know what, Ayo, this is good. At that point in time, I knew she was ready for marriage. Because a month after, I proposed to her because she had seen the vision. Brothers, you want to get married, what's your vision? I challenge you, don't even dare propose to that woman. Don't even dare propose to her without no vision for your future. Sisters, I'm coming for you as well. You want a fine-looking guy? Amen. It has to look good. Amen. What is your vision as well? What are you bringing into the marriage? No, seriously. Seriously. We ain't, we ain't your cash machine. No, no, no. No, we ain't. No, no, no. For real. No, 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 no. Gone are the days, isn't it? You want equality, innit? We're bringing us to it as well. All right? On the real. On the real. We ain't your cash machine at all. Okay? What is your God-given vision to pursue with your life? You see, you bring your prophetic God-ordained vision to the mix. He brings his also in the mix. And together, there's a synergy. And you support one another. And then there is no division or division. I can guarantee you today, ladies and gentlemen, that one of the key reasons why marriage break up is a lack of vision. Lack of united vision. Listen, if your, if your vision is united, no matter the struggle of life, no matter the fights in marriage, you know why you're together. You know, listen, you know why you're together. My sisters, I beg you, if the guy come at you telling you, I want to marry you, ask him for his vision. Please, I'm begging you. You will save yourself so much stress. I promise you that. You see, vision also helps you to understand your facts from your truth. Let me demonstrate. Hallelujah. In my left hand here, I have what you call a, what, an apple seed. Yeah? You might not see it. Might seem insignificant. Thank you. An apple seed. Okay? Apple seed. Vision has four levels. Right? The first level is a seed. Someone say seed. When God gives you that vision, that vision is a seed seed right but it takes vision 
upon your vision. Work with me here. When God gives you a seed, it's your responsibility to realize that the second level, the first level is seed, obviously. The second level is truth. Write that down. The second level of vision is what? Truth. Listen, this seed is an apple seed. But in reality, the truth of the seed is an apple. Does that make sense? Right? The, the reality, the truth of the seed is an apple. So the second level is truth. So as I'm sharing this with you, think about your own vision. It will help you to see where you're at in line with your vision. Okay? Some of us were still in the seed stage, and that's it. Some of us were, we become apple. Now, how do you become an apple? The moment... God, when God gives you a vision, the moment you turn that vision into reality and you start walking in that reality, although in a very small scale level, you've at least become an apple. Because this apple can only feed what? Technically feed one person, right? When your seed has, has, turned, has been turned into a fruit, all right, that is the truth level. But here's another thing as well. It's not so much about the apple because in the same apple, there are more seeds, right so really and truly this 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 seed here it's not just an apple it's an apple tree so the next level is greater truth so the first level is what seed the second level is what truth and the third level is greater truth where are you now as per your vision that god has given you are you in the seed stage God has called you to, 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 to start networks, chains of restaurants. Amen. Fantastic. Fantastic. The moment you start your first restaurant, okay, you become a tree, right? When you start working on that restaurant, you become the apple, okay? And when you create your first restaurant, you become a tree. Amen. Amen. But guess what else? There's still another level. It's called greatest truth. You see, some of us were in the seed stage. Amen. You're just there. Idea only. We must prophesy to you every day. Still nothing is happening. We have to keep begging you to do something about your, your, your future. Nothing. Seed. Remember the parable of the talent. The Bible said all things are open to him to whom we must give account. If God gives you a seed and you sit on that seed, it's between you and God. I'll leave you to God on the real, right? You owe it to your future. You owe it to the Lord in your partnership with God to turn that seed into at least an apple. Do something about it. Become something. Because there's still more levels. If you don't become an apple, you can't become a tree. Because you can't, you can't bypass the process. Can't. Because the process builds your character. That's the purpose of the process. Amen. Amen. That's the greatest truth. Because even in that apple tree, there are more seeds. There are more apples. There are more seeds. So really and truly, it's an orchard. Or a forest. No, you are an Amazon. Can you see, it takes vision. It says, listen, when God see, God is so great. God is so amazing. He never thinks seed alone. He will give you the seed, but he never, ever thinks seed. When God gives you a seed, he has Amazon in mind. When God gives you a seed, he has an orchard in mind for you. Amen. How dare you remain a seed? 
How dare you die and remain a seed? One of my mentors says something, I'm sure some of you may have heard it before. You know, he asked that, where is the richest place on earth? We heard this before, right? Some of us. The graveyard. Why? Because he said trapped in the graveyard are books that never, were never written. Businesses that never started. If you mine the graveyard the same way you mine a gold mine, my days, billions upon trillions, gazillions will be in there. Why? Because God gave men seeds and they died as seeds. May we never die as seeds. My days. May we never say to yourself, I am an orchard. Listen, if you don't mean it, don't say it. Yeah? If you're not going to work at it, don't say it. Yeah, say it again. Say, I am an orchard. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are we getting blessed, guys? Are you sure? Say to your neighbor, what you see determines what you become. Matthew chapter 13. What's my time, please? I'll quickly rush through this. Thank you so much. Okay, cool. I shall tell you what. Let's not go there. Let me speak about barriers to vision. Barriers to vision. Very, very quickly. The first one, vision without empowerment. You see, when God gives you a vision, all right, you need empowerment to fulfill that vision, all right? I'm talking about empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Empowerment of the Holy... Let me, let, let me speed up. I've got, a few, I've got um, a few minutes to go. Okay? You need empowerment. See, you will be struggling. Life will become just complete shadow boxing if you don't have the empowerment, the anointing to fulfill the vision that God has given you because the anointing is an anointing of ease. It will help you to achieve what God has given you. If God gives you a vision, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing you need for that vision is empowerment. Get on your knees and say, God, empower me. Help me to, so I can fulfill this vision in the way that will please you you empowerment the second one is consecration my days vision without consecration consecration speaks about your your relationship with the lord your secret place when god gives you a vision i said before he's asking for partnership your partnership in being effective steward of that vision is bathing building an altar around that vision altar of prayer because it's in that place of prayer that more, remember insight, that more revelation, in-depth understanding is revealed to you. Consecration, the life that you lead. You see, God gives us vision because he wants us to live a holy life. It's in your own partnership with God that you're able to birth that vision quickly and effectively. Next point, please. The third point is oh, vision without anticipation or preparation for warfare. Because vision invites warfare. My days, my days. I can preach for a whole month on this particular one here. All right. Vision requires, demands warfare. Listen, and your vision is so important that you have to enforce spiritual compliance. Because based on the law of warfare, things won't just happen for you. You have to make them comply to the word of God. In your faith, in your word level, in your knowledge, in your prayer. How dare you think you just, just stroll through life? Nothing's going to happen. You just achieve. Amen. No, no. Warfare is necessary for the achievement of vision. Next point. Next point. Hallelujah. 
Yes, what's the next point? Vision without knowledge. The Bible says zeal without knowledge is foolish. Haste makes mistake. What books are you reading? No, no, no. What books are you reading towards your vision? What events do you go to? Who are you accountable to? My days. My days. My days. Knowledge. Listen, Paul had that encounter on the road to Damascus. He never actually started anything until three years later. Building himself, learning, developing, and growing. Some of us, we get a vision today, tomorrow we start a church. No, 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 no. Because vision has process. Remember I mentioned before, we got the seed, then we have the truth. We have the greater truth, and we have the greatest truth. In the book of Matthew chapter 13, right, the Bible talks about the parable when, you know, someone, when they hear the word of God. It says that when, when it falls on a good ground, all right, some of them bore 30%, some bore 60, some bore 100. The truth is 30%, right? The tree is 60, and the greatest truth is 100. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So vision without knowledge, without knowledge. And also vision without association speaks about your friendship, your circle, because you have to do life with people that are on the same road as you. When Mary eventually got pregnant, she ran to Elizabeth. Who's your Elizabeth that you need to run to, to work with you, pray with you, stand with you and help you to fulfill the vision of God for your life? This is teaching, ladies and gentlemen. You need this for your destiny. You do, you do, you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you get vision? How do we get vision? The first one is through revelation. Revelation. Either through prophetic revelation, um, vision, or, or dream. Revelation is how we get vision. If you don't have a vision for your life, seek after the Lord. He will give you. He wants to do it. He says, you know, it's, it's to his benefit that you have your vision. So he will give it to you. Revelation is number one. Number two is deep concern. Deep concern. What is it that makes you so angry that you just can't stand anymore? Because in that burden is vision. If you align your heart to it properly, in that burden is vision for you. Amen. Deep concern. The, the, the third one is through association and impartation. See, vision can be imparted to you. Moses imparted grace upon Joshua to run. Right? And it's the same purpose that Moses carried that Joshua also continued with as well. Vision that was imparted to him association as well. See, the people that you associate with sometimes, through their work, through what they do, vision can be birthed in you as well. Association and impartation. The next one, encounter. 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 Paul obviously encountered Jesus and that changes life forever. Some of you here, you need spiritual encounter. And I pray you will experience that in the mighty name of Jesus. Encounter. And finally, vision is entrusted upon you. Vision is entrusted upon you. Like Joshua. Right? Vision is entrusted upon you. Let me end here. Let me end here. How do we sustain our vision? And I'll be out of your way. How do we sustain the vision that God has given us? Because some of us, it's not this case of where we don't have it. We do have it. Some of us, we've forgotten what it is. We're not even chasing after it at all. 
How do you sustain the vision that God has given you? I want to talk about the altar of prayer. My days. Altar of prayer. Your secret place. Listen, your vision is your warfare tool. Listen, no. Your vision is your warfare tool. Your place of prayer is the first place that you need to continually consult in order to protect as well as to nourish your vision. Vision is refined, as I said, in the secret place. It's refined. How often do you pray? Let alone pray into your vision. See, many of us, we want, we want a lot from the Lord, but our own output is so minuscule, it's so small. It's so small. Anointing flows through the secret place. Anointing to achieve that vision, to continue chasing after it, especially when life happens and you feel like giving up. You need to go back into that secret place and say, Lord, you know what? Help me. I need grace, more grace. Bible said, through the abundance of, of, of truth and grace, we have received grace upon grace. Grace upon grace is that grace that you need, especially when time gets really difficult. Amen. You need to pray. Your secret place is your bread and butter. Your secret place is your bread and butter because you're encouraged and you're strengthened in your secret place. You are. Oil for, your, for, 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 for the core is also increased upon your life. The more your knees are on the floor and you bathe it in prayer. Because vision is a source for warfare. I keep repeating. Okay, that's the reason why we can't take it for a joke at all. At all. At all. Hallelujah. Let's rise to our feet. Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Shakatarabasikoto. As I said before, vision is a seed. Has to be in the right environment. Needs the right nutrients. Time. Time is also important. It's required. Time, time, time. Because your vision will not be birthed tomorrow. Because your vision isn't ahead of you. It's inside of you. You have to put the work in for it to come to pass. Hallelujah. This is the time for you to keep praying, keep praying, praying the Holy Spirit, praying the Holy Spirit, praying the Holy Spirit. Keep praying, keep praying. Pray over the vision God has given you. If you need to repent, start repenting. Start repenting, start repenting. Start repenting, start repenting. If you need more grace, ask for more grace. If you're tired, you're weary, ask for more grace now. Ask for more grace. Ask for more grace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For those of us that have just sat on a vision, say, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Listen, it's okay. Ask for help. It's okay. It's okay.
when blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus Christ walking on the street, he said, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus saw that he was blind, yet he asked him, what should I do for you? Ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Lord, I need help. I'm struggling. I need help. I need help. I need help. I need help. Pray into your destiny. Pray into your future. Ask for his grace. Hallelujah. Whilst we're praying, I really feel led in my spirit to make an altar call. Probably two altar calls I'm going to make this afternoon. You don't actually know Jesus. You don't. You don't know Jesus. If you were to die right now, you're not sure if you go to heaven or you go to hell. God isn't even ready to start any journey of vision with you unless you are his legally. If you don't know Jesus, you are not his legally. He's not obliged or obligated to look after you. No, he's not. He's not. He can, good, but it's not obligated to do so. If you, can we all close our eyes, please? Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes, please. Bow our heads and close our eyes. Please let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. If you're here, you're not sure of your salvation. You're not sure if you were to die today, you go to heaven. Just raise your hand in the air. Nothing to be afraid of, please. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Please close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. Please, if you're here, you don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. And you would like to know Jesus. You're not sure where your eternity will be spent whether with Jesus in heaven or with Satan in hell and you would like to be sure just raise your hand in the air you would like to be sure just raise your hand in the air nothing to be worried about I promise you that I promise you that nothing to be afraid of I promise you be bold you're making a declarative statement against the devil that no more from today I choose Jesus if that's you, lift it properly in the air so I can see you. The rest of us, please keep our eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Please put your hands down, please. Put your hands down. Please, guys, open your eyes. If that's you, just make your way to the front, please. Nothing to be afraid of. I promise you that. Nothing to be afraid of. We have to be obedient. 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 Hallelujah. 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 
This might actually be the main reason why we're here today. Hallelujah. That's the first altar call. The second call is this. If you're here, yes, you're a born-again Christian, but you're backslidden. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Let's oh, close your eyes one more time. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes, close your eyes. If you're here, you're a believer, but you're backslidden, and you'd like to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus, just raise your hand in the air. You've backslidden, and you want to come back to Jesus today. As it pertains to the vision he's giving you, you've left it. You've abandoned it. And you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. If that is you, just raise your hand in the air. Raise your hand. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be ashamed of. I promise you that. It's between you and your maker. If that is you, just come to the front with me, please. Come to the front. To my right here, to my right. God bless you to my right here. Let's give them a round of applause. Round of applause. Let's encourage. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're all going to do this together, by the way. So the guys to my left here, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. No need to cry. No need to cry. God bless you. 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 Let's stretch our hands to my brother and sisters here, please. I need all of us to please do this together in unity. I need all of us, please, let's do this together in unity. Let's hold them. Let's, let's hold them strong. Begin to pray in the spirit with them now, please. Please, raise your hand like a... Just That's it. Thank you. You're about to receive from the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible said, for if you believe in your heart, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. For with the heart, we believe unto righteousness. But with the mouth, we confess unto salvation. I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer, okay? In a minute, okay? Just say what I say after me. That's what you need to do. But before you say that prayer, I really want you guys to remember that you have to repent of your sins genuinely. There's no point praying, but then you haven't repented yet. Say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Where I may have gone wrong, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. Once you've said that, now repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Guys, let's join them in saying this prayer, okay? Let's support our brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to come to the world and to die for me Jesus thank you for dying for me Satan from today I renounce you I reject you I refuse you in my life Jesus I open my heart and I invite you in as my Lord and my Savior be my God be my savior for today i am saved from today i'm a new person in jesus name the bible says in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it says if every any man is in christ okay he's a new creation he says all things have passed away he says behold all things have become new so the you that you were before you came to church today you're no longer that person okay you're not you are now a new, a new person.
Something called regeneration has taken place inside of you. Why? Because you've been regenerated now. Your spirit man now is now the same spirit as the spirit of God living inside of you. Okay? You are not the same person again. You're not. You're not. Okay? So believe it. And the Bible says when one person gives their life to Jesus Christ, it says angels in heaven, they have, they have shoops. They celebrate. That's a party in heaven. For your sake, my sister. For your sake. All right, angels are celebrating in heaven. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. 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 We have what we call New Believers Program. Okay. I want to encourage you guys to take some time. Okay. We'll give you more information about this later on. Okay. New Believers Program that you guys will join. Okay. Will teach you about the fundamentals and the, and, the, and the basics of salvation. What does it mean to be a born again Christian? What is my new identity in Christ? So on and so forth. Okay. We'll share that with you and your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's come closer. Let's come closer, please. Let's stretch our hands to my sisters, please. We're doing this together, guys. We're doing it together. Let's stretch our hands to my sister, both my sisters. Hallelujah. They agree that, Lord, I had you, but I backslided. Now I want to come back to you and rededicate my life to you. And rededicate my life to you. Let's just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for what I made it. I'm sorry, Lord, for backsliding. But Lord, I am ready to come back to you. I rededicate my heart. I rededicate my soul. I rededicate my body back to you, Lord. Satan, I reject you. I renounce you. I refuse you in my life uh, from today lord uh, i am yours from today i'm yours alone empower me lord strengthen me lord with the grace i will need uh, for this journey ahead i receive it in jesus name amen amen well done my sisters god bless you you can't remain the same no what you guys have done just now, you've rededicated your life back to Jesus Christ. He now owns you legally he owns you okay i want to encourage you to also join a new believers program as well okay that will give you more information once again about this life that we lead called the kingdom life does that make sense okay and any question you have we have people that will support you walk alongside you help you but most importantly my challenge to you now is find time to get to know jesus in the word please okay please all right and ask him show me my vision show me what you have in mind for me all right that i may walk in it quickly amen god bless you my sister round of applause for them please hallelujah god bless you my sister let's raise our hands in the air raise, raise your hand in the air raise your hands raise your hands and just thank the lord thank the lord thank the lord quickly before i go just say lord i thank you for today Lord, I honor you for today. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I glorify you. Lord, I magnify you. Thank you for what you have done. 
Thank you because you're a good God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you because today my vision is restored. Thank you because today I am going to go far. I'm going to go far. I'm going to go far. I'm going to go far for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I honor you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>